0: Hey guys, welcome back to Conversations with Rookie, which is my podcast, all the things I want to talk about with all the people that I like to talk about these things with. Um, I'm with my very, <laughs> I'm with my very, very, very uh, dear friend today, and we're just going to be talking about, you know, friendship, God, time, and, you know, I think not even just friendship, in general maybe we'll talk about friendship in general we'll just talk about unique friendship and you know um how we've been friends for i don't know how long maybe she remembers but i don't know it's been a minute right um but yeah welcome talk again in. to the podcast <laughs> all right Chama, I can introduce
1: yourself hi everyone <laughs> okay I'm finally on this podcast uh, my name is Chiawaka and I'm Ricky's very 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 dear friend <laughs> <laughs> talk oh to guys. your friend it's just funny We just don't want to use the phrase the phrase you don't know want to use
0: because <laughs> you know last um, a couple episodes ago so I had the best friend tag thing and then I said I'm not doing it anymore so but if there was anybody that would be my best friend. It wouldn't be Chemaka anyways, but
1: let's just leave it at that wow. okay. <laughs> but yeah, my name is Chemaka. Um, one of my I'm a sister, daughter friend, a youth leader, a psalmist, hey. you know, a <laughs> a tech. You're, you're, you're,
0: you're a content creator.
1: <laughs> yes, content creator, tech babe, writer. Yeah, so. That's me, and glad to finally be here.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you. So, um, you're actually actually a tech
1: babe. I am a tech babe.
0: I used to troll you about that for a minute, (laughs) but like, I've been seeing tech babe (laughs) lifestyles online, (laughs) and and I wanted to.
1: I know, nowadays, everyone wants to be in tech, so...
0: I can't wait for you to actually like start making those um you know those videos where they have like the nice apartment, white aesthetic, you know, just yeah, get ready with
1: my my a day in my life as a tech babe in New York City.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> working. I, I watched, working I
1: watched I working at one Google. Like, mm-hmm, working at Google. So
0: hey guys, you know, they give us breakfast and lunch at Google and dinner if you stay long enough. Oh. But but I want that for you too.
1: Huh? it's coming and we take naps in a nap pod
0: oh if yeah naps in a nap pod but <laughs> well, yeah that's amazing anyway so Chimaka and I are here and we're gonna be talking about ourselves so let's start from the very beginning um so okay so the premise of this podcast and this episode is how um friendship change over time using us as a, as a case study and all the different variations of what our friendship has looked like over the how many years has it been?
1: So we became friends in 2008.
0: I think it's 2008. So how many that's like 10 plus 4, that's 14, 14 years. years. Yeah. Oh my years. god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so how did we meet in your in your um POV <laughs> 14 years ago?
1: <laughs> All right. So we met at boarding school in Nigeria. I mean, we were in the same class, year 7, year 8. I think year 8 we were in the actual like same 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 class. Right? Board, you I know, you? I no, were you in. No, we weren't. Right. Mr. Gift's class. weren't you in Mr. Gift's class?
0: I was I was in Mr. Gift's No, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, Who's Mr. Gift's Oh, yeah, I was in Mr. Gitts' class, too. Yeah, I yeah, think you know. were. Yeah, I was in Mr. Gitts' class. Oh, yeah, yeah, In year eight, we were in the same class, but in year seven, we weren't. You were in 7B.
1: Yeah. And okay. I was
0: in 7I.
1: Yeah. So.
0: And I was intelligent, and B was basic.
1: I don't think that's what it meant. But... <laughs> <laughs> but
0: okay. Oh, you know what? I think, I think it was B-I-S, because there was seven yeah. Fs. Mm-hmm. So was B like the more I intelligent? Think
1: I, I think I was 7S
0: Oh, but well I, I know they I, never did that whole thing where it was more intelligent and less intelligent. I think they sort of like mixed just it randomized
1: up. randomized us, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was, it was randomized. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So your eight were in the same class, but I don't I don't know that I quite vibe with you <laughs> that <laughs> much. Okay, you no, but, but,
0: but, 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 but let's take you back. Like, what was your, fir- what was your first impression of me? The, like, the earliest memory you have of me before we became friends?
1: I just know that you used to be in that room in the corner in year seven. Like, that room, at, there was okay, so we had, like, two rows of rooms. Mm-hmm. And you were, you were at the other side. Like, all the year seven girls were on one side. And you happened to be at the other side in the last room in the corner.
0: I don't think that's true.
1: Yes, you were. The no, the there exam. was. There
0: was. N- no, there was that room, but I wasn't in that room. I was mm-hmm. in the room with Isabella, Benita, and I think I don't know if Laura was in my room. I don't remember, but I know it was Isabella and Benita. Those are the ones I really remember in my first room.
1: Yeah, I could. I, I. I feel like you were on the other side, and I just think you were this tall girl who was kind of. Tall and like <laughs> <laughs> just really tall and like you just had a you know that presence like I still like you. you were about to bully everybody <laughs>
0: but... <laughs> I probably did as well.
1: Yeah, you're like, just really tall compared to the, the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But I don't think we really talk though. I, I feel like in your seven I don't, I don't think our paths out. crossed. Yeah, we didn't talk at all. Like,
0: yeah, no, we didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was until year eight that mm-hmm. we started talking, and to be honest, I'm not even sure how how the friendship like started. You I know, know like, it all too well. <laughs> you remember the day it started, or like? I don't. I don't remember the day, but I know when it started. I, don't, I know the period in my life it started. It started, you know, when I was dating a certain person. Right? And you yeah. were his best friend at that time. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is a person that I had crushed on for so long. And then all of a sudden he asked me to be his girlfriend. And, you know, obviously I want to talk about him <laughs> 24-7. And no one else was indulging me except you. That's true. <laughs> So you literally like talk and you give me news and I'll give you give you give you give him give you news to give him, I guess. Mm. Like you were kind of just the middleman.
0: I really was the middleman because I think we were in the same class. I don't know now. Maybe was it because I, I don't remember. No, it was because you guys didn't used to talk in class.
1: You weren't in the same class. I was in the same class with him.
0: But that was year eight though. Wasn't it?
1: Yeah, in your age, me and him were in the same class.
0: But me and you were in the same class.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So So I think he always used
1: to have people watch me in class and spy like and give him reports. Like (laughs) I
0: was not. I was not one of them. (laughs) He
1: had a couple guys in the class that used to watch. Yeah.
0: I I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Yes, there was there was a oh that this is. (laughs) i don't even i <laughs> i think i know what you're talking about now this is a mess <laughs> okay so let's not let's not isolate everybody <laughs> and again i think you should say how much you're willing and comfortable talking about
1: oh my god um
0: but it, but in the same way i think for me like you were that you know fair girl like super light skin so it's hard to miss you and then you also had, like, really, like, blonde hair. um. So it's yeah, also hard to miss you, too. Your hair was really blonde. Now it's, like, much darker and everything. But, you know. um, Yeah, I just remembered you as a girl that, like, obviously you had a, an older sister. So that helped. You know, like, you were confident. Because, you know, you were one of those, like, Brookstone Primary Gang. Like, oh, we we own this place, we run this place, like, we came from the primary school, now we're in the secondary school, and I have a big sister, so I think you had, like, a lot more confidence yeah. than other people, and you would, like, always, like, you never used to just walk straight, you used to walk in a zigzag, and <laughs> used to, <laughs> used to, I used to, used to skip, you used, used to skip all the way every time, <laughs> And I just couldn't... I just felt like there was something in your brain. Like, why can't you just walk? Like, you would just hop oh. and skip all the way to school. And that was the weirdest thing. But you made it seem so... <laughs> you made it seem so normal. Like, and I don't... Did you used to walk with anybody? Because, like, you would skip and leave them, right? Yeah, I
1: think so that, I would just walk by myself.
0: Just <laughs> skip by myself. So, what's <laughs> up with the skipping? I've never asked. Was that your way to, like leave the sun quickly because obviously it was hot like was that waiting? way to like quickly leave the sun
1: what on earth no i just think i just like to skip like i'm just you know i'm just i just i think i just don't walk I, I, that's something my parents have always talked to me about like you don't walk like a lady you know like i just <laughs> i just
0: <laughs> i just
1: skip
0: <laughs> but you don't do it anymore surprisingly but
1: no, um, i
0: know okay. but yeah so that was that was the thing about you um and um and so yeah so in year in year eight so Patrick and I had been close like we were in the same class when we joined the school I called his name um it's it's okay I don't know where (laughs) he is anyway so and he's probably not going to hear this but but yeah we're always um close from the first day that we got into the school we're in the same class and we just became instant friends like real friends and like you know I would say that was like my best friend and everything and so when he came, when, you know, when we left your seven, I think he then had a crush on you. Um, and so it was sort of like him bringing someone else into our family, you know, because I have brothers. So it was easy for me to be like, oh, this is who he likes. Like, you know, oh, and so we started talking because I think he would ask me about you and he would say stuff about you or whatever so I, in a way i just found myself in the middle and i remember like you know we that that was when we started talking and you know you would always like you know always talk about him, always talk about him. but i think like you were talking about him and then we eventually figured out that we we're both actually cool and then we forgot about him um yeah, i don't know I've how that's
1: a, a lot of people thought that all we talked about was him but i think eventually we just started to really like each other
0: yeah i think eventually it changed but i'm not exactly sure why it changed did you guys break up is that why it changed or did you guys
1: have issues <laughs> i don't remember I mean, that I part. Think our, our relationship was up and down we broke up like at least three times in the past oh in the course of three months so um but i think you and i kind of just found that like, we became best friends we did you know, I, you know like and it happened quickly
0: but I don't remember any substance to what we talked about.
1: Like I, I don't think, remember any. I think I, I just I realized that because I realized you know even after I left like it was just so easy to fade off. But I think like um me and you just liked each other. I I, I think I don't know if we talked about anything like substantial yeah. or like. You know, but I feel like we just liked the presence of each other Like mean, we would really yeah. do everything together. I think it was the time we used to sleep in the same bed. Really? We do a lot of like mischievous things together, like cheating on <laughs> cheating-, <laughs> cheating on tests. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and then we
0: now moved to a point. I don't know when it happened, but like we started competing about who was smarter. So
1: we both. You and I just started to really like each other. Like it was just you know that companionship that we had. Like yeah. yeah. That like we really became inseparable. Like, you know, it was us. Every time there was a fight, it was us
0: versus the other people. Mary it's true. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mary, Mary Lam and Chigo <laughs> <we'll fight. laughs> were always like, it was literally me, you versus Mary Lam and Chigo. And we're in the same class, and it was all the time. Exactly. Like, they had, and they were actually the first people to say that we're best friends. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys yeah. are. I'm like, no, we're not. Like, and then sort of like I remember it was such a big deal to finally come out and really accept that. Um,
1: but I mean like old hands I, and stuff, very weird.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, but again, again, I think what's so unique is that I feel like for certain people, I can remember to, you know, maybe what they said or how they made me feel, or just an understanding, or some moment where it all clicked but I feel like with you, I just think we just like each other and there's no reason and it's the weirdest thing because in everything, yeah, in everything, like even when you've been so annoying, even when like, <laughs> anyway, I'll, t- I'll talk about the last one year and a half actually since the pandemic because it was such a strange time for us, but I think we navigated it in a very interesting way. I, I don't know if you realize how tough it was for me and the things that you were going through and we were going through. Um, just um, ideologically now, it's not as if anything toxic, but just being in a place where ideologically you're separated and, you know, what, what keeps that going? Anyway, so you eventually move. But ha- talk about that. Talk about when you move and when you left.
1: Yeah, so... Um, you yeah. so my family moved to Abuja. Um, yeah, my mom got kidnapped, <laughs> so we moved to Abuja. <laughs> we moved to Abuja. That was when you know kidnapping was the thing in Port Harcourt. Yeah, and you know we just like, and it was very instant, was like a planned thing. I left in the middle of the, of the semester, right?
0: I never yeah. forget the day you left. It was in the middle of yeah. the semester, right in assembly. I think, yes. maybe, I don't know if you knew from you that your mom got kidnapped. Did yeah, you know?
1: That was, so, I, right before midterm. So, I went for midterm and I found out I came back. So, I came back after midterm.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about this kidnapping thing, right? Because, I think there are a lot of people that will be listening to this and thinking oh my god like is this like an episode of taking it was it really was right? <laughs> it really was <laughs> so um at, at a point in nigeria so this is 2008 right and it's still going on now unfortunately but I, I would say that's when it really started where um especially people who worked in oil people who were considered like you know wealthy oh, or yeah. you know affluent like they became targets and You know, people would kidnap them and exchange them for ransom, and that was what was happening at that time. And so, you know, I think even your mom was probably maybe one of the earliest people to get kidnapped. Yeah, like when you really first first
1: batch that left at that time after they got kidnapped. You know, and yeah, so my mom had gotten kidnapped and I was in school, and she got kidnapped on a Wednesday, and midterm break I remember was on a Friday. So all the parents were in school for parent teacher conferences and like you, you just see people whispering like parents were looking at me weird
0: and my really? dad came, my
1: dad yeah my dad came for my PTA that day which is like he never comes <laughs> literally my mom always comes so when my dad came I was like hmm, interesting um, but you know he came and he was trying to get us out of the school quickly before somebody would tell us and then we went home and we found out that she got kidnapped. We spent, like, the midterm break. It was, it, spent, it was, like, a few days later. I think the next week was when, you know, he paid the ransom and she, she came back. And we went to Abuja. And we came back for school. And we, 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 when we came back to school, I think we just stayed there a couple weeks. And then my mom was like, you know, she wants us all to leave and go to mm. Abuja.
0: Was she traumatized?
1: She was. like She actually was having, like, nightmares and PTSD. Mm-hmm. So she actually stopped my sisters from going to school. My sisters were still, my little sisters were still in Brookstone family Then, when she stopped them from going to school, and they all flew to Abuja because she just couldn't stay in Port Harcourt anymore. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, that's crazy. And and you know, and and again, you know, this is not even like anything of suffering Olympics, but it's funny because it's not funny now. But my dad also got kidnapped. Um, but that happened, I think, maybe yeah. a year or two after yours. This the first time you're hearing that.
1: No, I don't remember that now. You say it.
0: Yeah, he did, but it was really just a miracle. I think he had gone somewhere with my mom, and you know they kidnapped him, and they found him the same day. But apparently, it was like a tracker. It was a tracker in the car, in the car that they had bought, and so the police actually used it to locate them, and they found because they stole the car as well. And they used the car in the kidnapping. And that was how they found him within the same day. So it, was, it, was, it really was just God. Um, because they could have, like, left the car somewhere else. I don't think they were smart enough to know that there was a tracker in the car, in the vehicle. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but that happened two years, two or three years later. And then I also moved. So after that happened, we moved. They, I remember, like, I didn't know. I had no idea. Because it happened within the same day. day. And my mom didn't tell us. She was going to sort of pick us from school and tell us. But then um, there was someone in school, apparently it was in the newspaper, right, that he had gotten kidnapped. Not because he's popular, but just because it was news, you know. So mm-hmm. it was a newspaper that he had gotten kidnapped. And some guy, some parents had told their son. And the son was like, Oh, your dad, like, in, just in a, Oh, your dad got kidnapped. I'm like, What? He didn't? And I'm like, No, he did. He actually did. My mom, my dad and your dad worked in the same company, something, something, he got kidnapped. And that was sort of how I knew. But I just pushed it aside because I'm like, if, if it happened, my mom would have told me. Um, eventually that was like, we waited till the semester was over. And then I went to, we went, we got home. And I remember so distinctively, like when we go home, we actually didn't go home. We went to a guest house in Shell um, residential area, which is supposed to be super secure. And we went to that guest house. And from that guest house, we moved to everything to worry. So we didn't even like, I never went back to see the house because we had just, I think we had just moved into a new house then. I never went back to see the house. We just went straight to worry. But then I still remained in the school. Um, But I was just like, you know, because the beautiful thing about moving to Abuja is probably that you probably had good schools there and an abundance mm-hmm. of, you know, options. The closest was um, Port And then uh, my parents also didn't want flying outside because of all the plane crashes that had happened in that time in Nigeria. So yeah, so that's also my own sort of, and I think my dad too was um, traumatized. I don't think he ever talked about it. I don't think he ever does, but I remember that they they sold that car. I don't think we used it much longer. Actually, my mom was using it because he just couldn't use it. And then eventually it was sold.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was really interesting times in, in Portakos. It was. Um,
0: it was, but but yeah. But so, yeah, anyway, back to you. So I remember like you left in the middle of assembly. Like we, we came to school together and we saw your dad's car and was like, oh, your dad is here, your dad is here. And I was like, wow, this is it. And that was bye, And we never that saw was it that was um, it. That
1: was it. We never saw again. And I remember, I, I think I knew they were coming to pick me that day because I had left my my body spray, um, sugar apple fantasy.
0: I remember the sugar apple. I left fantasy. it for
1: you.
0: because
1: <laughs> <You laughs> that was my signature smell. I was like, oh, I'm going to leave this with
0: you. <laughs> you did. It lasted me. for like a few. Yeah, I I I remember that distinctively. And you not only left that, I think you left like a lock of your hair as well i don't know this is all weird That's and crazy so but... weird what my <laughs> hair <laughs> yeah you did because like your hair did not look like anybody else's hair so i was like oh her hair and body spray <laughs> oh god we're so weird <laughs> and it for no
1: weirder.
0: it, gets even, it, gets, weirder. Trust it me. gets even weirder oh my goodness <laughs> and then um yeah and, and that was it like until 2019 so almost like 11 years later. No, I left in
1: 2009, so it was 10 years.
0: Was it 2009 you left? Mm-hmm. March. Okay, March 2009. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. cool. So, so there was 10 years later that we eventually saw. um. And so I guess the whole point of it is, I don't know if I said this at the beginning, how like, you know, you know the premises, like friendships that change over time and so... Um, yeah so talk about you leaving and navigating a new school but then and so when you left that was such a um that was a difficult time for me I won't say difficult as in oh I suffered but I think like you know you have this friend that you're doing everything with and you go everywhere with and you fought with actually we even had enemies right yeah (laughs) we had enemies that we had amassed (laughs) a lot (laughs) You know, teachers and, and have
1: students.
0: T- teachers and students. <laughs> and remember something, Chamaka, It was that we always like compete. I remember this. I'll never forget. I always tell the story how you know we used to like just cheat together. Like we're we're smart, but we used to cheat on the side, right? Um, yeah. we used to cheat together. And I remember one time we cheated together. And at the end mm-hmm. of the semester, I had a four point seven GPA out of five, and you had a four point five.
1: Mm-hmm
0: that's what happened don't look at me like you know what i'm talking about <laughs> that's what happened and so you were like what but we do everything together we cheat together how come <laughs> we don't have the same gpa and i was like yo like we're not on the same level like you know and then you were like no i think we we're like okay let's stop cheating to see yeah, who's
1: smarter
0: is, yeah to see who's actually smarter without cheating <laughs> and that's how god saved us But well, we stopped that semester and I remember that was when you left and we never actually found out who we was smarter. We never found
1: out, yeah. I don't think I ever got my GPA that semester.
0: No, yeah. So, But I don't think it matters now. I mean, I'm smarter, but I don't think it really matters at the end mm, of the day, okay. you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so how was that for you, like leaving and like sort of navigating new relationships and, you know, obviously leaving this to your best friend who you had gotten so close to? Yeah, so I feel
1: like, initially when I left I was kind of excited to leave right in terms mm. of like oh new school new environment but then when I got there I kind of realized that you know the, the dynamics were completely different
0: and then what mm. we talk
1: about our our friendship was the fact that now we it wasn't even like oh I could talk to you on the phone like that wasn't the situation at that time you know, yeah. it was more so like we would, we would never talk for months like I wouldn't know what was going on your life yeah um, you know, you wouldn't know what's going on in mine. So we kind of developed a new habit where we send each other emails.
0: Cringe um, emails by cringe. the way
1: And these emails were literally just love letters. Like, I don't know. I don't know what our relationship was back then. Like it wasn't like I was telling you anything special. It's mostly like, oh Rookie, I miss you so much. I miss your smile. I miss your hugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? how's everything you know it's like you know it wasn't like me telling you yeah i wasn't really like narrating my whole life but then they were like
0: like there were some updates there were some updates in there like oh yeah little updates i i I think oh and this is like also you know one of the things that i love about you and just you in, in general i think that you're so i'm just so drawn i think over time and even now i'm so drawn to people that are really resourceful and smart and teach me new things and the first time I ever I amed anybody was you <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah, you guys good. don't know how much of a yeah because I I am means like okay I don't know if everyone knows what I am instant messaging means that you open your message app and you text someone and they reply back that was not there when we we're growing up and it's amazing to think about that now how that we didn't even have that like born 96 wow. 97 it's like you know you're growing up in the early 2000s like gsm <laughs> just came out around then around like 2000 right but having this technology where you someone can be in their house on the internet and type a message and you type a message back and see that you were the first person that ever introduced me to that cuz i think it was the end of the semester and we're going home and you were like, oh, something about keeping in touch. Do you have Yahoo Messenger? And I'm like, what's that? And you were like, oh, you just have to download it to your computer. You like really described it for me. Yeah. What to do? It.
1: And then That's I remember how that I talked you- to my little boyfriend back then. So.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, you were always the way you are now. Anyway, <laughs> but- <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I go home and we had this
1: one computer in the house. Did you guys have one computer? Did you guys have more? Yep, we had to take turns. I take turns with my sisters.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I had to take turns with my, turn my brothers
0: and that was still the time of like ethernet. So it was connected to the phone. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, remember that it was connected to the phone. So you had to, you couldn't you couldn't be on the phone at the same time as the internet it was shut down. And I think over time we just had one phone that service the internet
1: that, that like is so thing.
0: yeah the landline that is so <laughs> yo this is taking back memory lane anyway so um that evening my, i'm like oh mommy this is what i'm about to do and she's like really i'm like yeah so i set the whole thing up and then i come online and i see that you're online and i type hi chiamaka and i think you type here i was like wow what? like we're both experiencing this thing and i think she goes so i'm by the computer and then we talk and so that becomes our thing yeah. Just communicating on Yahoo Messenger every night. Every night
1: we'll come online at that time. I wait for you. Exactly. And do you remember that?
0: Do do you remember that we would actually send emails like, "Oh, I'm going to be on Yahoo Messenger this night." what time will you be online? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so crazy. And then, um, then I remember in some of our emails, be like, "Oh, I came online, but I didn't see you. you. I'm packing (laughs) my things and I'm going back to school."
1: (laughs) I know. I remember I saw. a Sometimes I'll come back and I'll
0: see that message and you'll be gone by then. Yeah, and I'll be gone for months, right? Yeah. Like, cause, cause in my boarding school we couldn't have, we didn't have access to phones or internet or anything. You, you could only call your parents and your parents. You couldn't call your parents. Your parents had to call you. Um, and you only had like a certain, you know, I think it was eight to ten p.m. Every I don't remember it was ten. I think ten illegally, but like more like eight a.m. to six p.m on saturdays and sundays that your parents can call you and i think at some point they extended to like friday evenings um between maybe like 6 and 9 p.m or something like that um i don't recall very much but yeah so that was that was it and then i guess you never really called you used to call patrick right but you didn't you never called me
1: i may have called you once that's it but Um, i I think in the beginning i think it was in the beginning where i used to call even patrick but i don't think that last very long Lasted very long
0: no, it didn't. And I think once cause... you stopped calling Patrick, you didn't even call me again. Yeah. 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 But we had but we had the email thing going on for a long for time. For quite a while, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, a- anyway, back to your school. So yeah, you realizing how things were different. hmm
1: It was a, it was a very different culture, you know, because I I I mean the school I went to was an American international school. I guess that was my first time um, making, you know, different types of friends. And I kind of changed very quickly. I guess I was mm. trying to... I was, I was, you know, I was just young and, like, trying to fit in, um, trying to be popular, this and that. Like, that was when... So you
0: know, did, that did, when. You, did you have, like, a lot of diplomats kids in your school, that sort of thing? Like, a lot of, like, expatriates, um, you know? Yeah, so it
1: was mostly kids whose parents worked in the american embassy mm. that went there so like um or not not just american embassy maybe their parents worked in like the korean embassy or the yeah you know those different so diplomats
0: those, those yeah, are
1: diplomats, diplomats. exactly <laughs> okay yeah sure <laughs> yes <laughs> so it was all those people some some of them were like not even there for too long. Like they were just like they'll you know, be they'll be in the country for a couple of years. Um, I see. So it was, a, it was a different vibe. Like coming from a boarding school to that, like this was day school as well. Um, the curriculum was different to like British school to American school. So it was a lot. Of, it, I had a lot of adjustments to make, right? And I was. I you know? Did you Did age, you
0: guys wear I'm uniforms? You
1: no, know, we wore our own clothes.
0: Oh, uh, I can imagine like wanting to like. So was that a factor to like wanting to, you know, look nice and wear different things all the time? Because oh, I've already worn this shirt three times.
1: I mean, I know I, I definitely wanted to look cute. So I don't know if I cared about how the frequency of how I wore my clothes, but I definitely like tried to be fashionable. Right. Um.
0: That's such a pain. Yeah. Like, I'm happy I didn't I didn't go to school where you had to like wear like. You know, you had to bring your own clothes. Like, I'm glad that there was uniform because, yeah. that's. I feel like even that too is such a, it brings about a divide because you're going to see the kids that have Skechers and the kids that have Air Jordans and, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, at that age, it's just such a pressure.
1: Exactly. Uh, I think that school was, it was just, it was a big transition because the culture was just so, so different from Brookstone like
0: the culture. what made it different though you're not giving us too much information
1: in terms of just kids coming from different i think it was more diverse that's what it was mm. so you all have like different um different cultures um and i would say these are kids too who are at home so there's more like exposure to different things so like you know i came to this i, I, I was coming from boarding school where we were literally like <laughs> kind of in prison, oh,
0: mm-hmm. and like and where way. maybe like kissing was such a big exactly. deal. Whereas like where people
1: like, there's a party every weekend, there's clubbing, you know. Oh wow, it was so like serious. so you
0: were so so you were experiencing the American high school that we watch on
1: TV. Exactly, pretty much. Mm. So I, see. I I think that time I really like went through a lot of, like, pressure to fit in. I don't don't know if anyone pressured me, I pressured myself. Like, (laughs) I was really actually trying to, like, in my first year, I think I just wanted to, you know, make friends and be cool. Um, Yeah. So it was different. And
0: I, and I I think it was also around that time, maybe, like, a year or two years into that time, where, like, the communication for us started to break down. Yes. Um, because we realized more and more
1: that we had less in common. Exactly. You know, I, th- I think like part of me, part of that like was definitely my fault because it was like me, oh, I'm moving on. You know, I'm starting to meet new people. I want to make new friends. I don't, really, I, I don't really speak your language anymore. <laughs> I speak a new language. So I was like, I kind of like wasn't really interested in those brookstone relationships anymore Mm -hmm. that included the relationship i was in like we also broke up because i was you know (laughs) i was onto something else
0: yeah you were (laughs) you were out in the world
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we started to have less and less in common because i really i didn't really know what was happening in your school so because you would be gone for months at a time and then right. come back, and, like, it's, like, so much has happened, dude, how, like, how, how, how do we connect?
0: That's true, that's true, and, and I think, I think also, like, without, without even realizing to, like, obviously, you know, they say, oh, is it, what do they say, is it, like, distance makes the heart grow forever? but for me, distance only makes me forget you, like, um. <laughs> but what, what was, I think, was that, you know, when someone leaves, I think when, when you leave, and when someone leaves are two different things, when someone leaves, right, you hold them in a picture, and you don't think that they will change, because all you have of them is that memory that you captured, Right usually, yeah. is that I- ideology that you captured, but they've gone on, they've lived their lives, so I think for me, I really couldn't understand what the shift was, even in your tone, in the way that things were, mm-hmm. so it sort of seemed like you know this person is from my past we're not I'm say on the same level, but it was like we're not engaged in the same things, yeah, exactly. and so I think I yeah, so I think that naturally it sort of took its. It just went to where it went to, and that was how it was for quite some time actually. But and in that time, so what was going on with you? So I can tell you what was going on with me. In that time, you know, I was, you know, I went through boarding school. Um, I ended up graduating, graduated well, thank God, and then I moved and I came to Penn State in the US. So I, I moved to Pennsylvania in the US, whereas you had come to high school earlier. And so you were already yeah. here. And I remember that for many years, the next time that we would reconnect was when I came to the U.S. and you were in the U.S. So I was in Pennsylvania yeah. and you were in Connecticut, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. so yeah. So,
1: so after I was in school in Abuja, I was there for a couple of years and then I moved here to America and I went to boarding school. Um, so I was already here. Um, I, 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 in that time, I don't think we really had a relationship to be to be no
0: it was sort of silent like and I, and I don't think that i had anything against you i just knew yeah. you as someone that i know right you know it's like oh i know this person so that was it was sort of yeah. like sad not to think about it but it really did deteriorate because of mm-hmm. natural reasons
1: Exactly, just like being a child you're just growing up and yeah integrating with your environment and just wanting each other's life we haven't seen each other for years
0: we hadn't seen oh. each other for years. Like m- maybe we we'll would message. Oh, and we also shared the same birth month. So I was mm-hmm. August second, and you're August 20, 21st. Oh
1: my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I, your 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 birthday was my Skype password. So I really? Always, yeah. I'm telling you, our
0: relationship was
1: interesting.
0: <laughs> it was, but yeah, I don't think I ever did any of that cute stuff. Um my password was, yeah, I'm not going to say what my password was, because what my password was is still what my password is today, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, what was I saying? I was saying, like, okay, so for you, what, you know, where were you at when I found, like, I moved to the U.S. and we sort
1: of tried talking? Oh, yeah, I think over the years, I had just very different, you know, that was a time of my life, like, i've I've gone through all these people pleasing and wanting to fit in you know i I think at that point, I was probably like <laughs> in one of my worst phases in life, you know, just being like sad, um being very concerned about like how people perceive me in school you know i i, I remember we had spoken and like you were just like, wait, this is interesting.' <laughs> Uh, like I wasn't confident anymore like I wasn't the same person I
0: yes no
1: can like I, I, lost, can I, say, I lost that, I can lost I, that spark
0: <laughs> can I say that Chamaka like that was the biggest thing when I when I reconnected with you after I came to the U.S. and I'll say two times that it struck me was I remember the first day I was on my bed I was just like what well, 15 16 I think I was 16 my mom had just left me I was in my house by myself. I was living, I was actually living in an apartment all by myself, which my auntie had helped me get as the co, you know, guarantor because I couldn't, how could I rent an apartment by myself at 16? And I was living by myself, I was living off campus. So I would take a bus every morning to school and then take a bus back. I didn't know anybody. Like literally, I moved to the middle of nowhere by myself and I was living this life. And I called you a few months into that experience. And we just talked, and you told me about your school, and you know, I don't think you had gotten into Boston University then.
1: No, I was still. Bored. Had you?
0: Yeah, you were no, still boarding
1: school. Still
0: so, yeah, yeah, because I think I was like a year. I got in a year, and then you got in next year, something like that. Anyway, so I, I think I also skipped a class, and maybe did you have to do a class when, back when you went to American International School?
1: Mm-hmm kind of you put it that way not really but kind of in terms of conversion
0: yeah. right so so I think
1: yeah so anyway
0: so I would gotten there and we're just talking and you know I I never forget the statement you made it didn't occur to me then but it occurred to me later and you're like oh wow I don't think my parents would ever let me do that and you you said it in a way that was like really like your parents would let you live this kind of life <laughs> Like you meant to like <laughs> like live by yourself in an apartment. Like, and then I was just like, oh yeah, it's normal. But now that I think about it, it really wasn't normal. It was probably like, you know, it's not the worst because I had everything I needed, but it was like yeah. tough. And I think you could you sensed that. But yeah, like you seemed so unsure. You're like, yeah. I was like, this this was the person that used to like, you know fight with me about how smart we were like you were so full of life so confident Mm -hmm. like and then also like you know being you know lighter and having people make those comments about you all the time I think that also like you know earlier on I would say I don't know if that affected you but earlier on I would say like you were you were more confident it didn't matter whether people make comments about your your skin or how you looked or whatever like you were you were confident you knew yourself and then yeah. here you talk about getting into colleges and not even sounding enthusiastic about it and worrying about your grades. I'm like, we don't worry about our grades. I mean, this is,
1: <laughs> we just get straight A's. <laughs> but yeah, but so that, was when, that I, was... when I moved to, to Abuja, one of the things that I experienced was bullying, because I think people people bullied me about my eyes. And um, some dudes, some boys in my class had bullied me. I think that's what, that's what that was when the people pleasing and trying to fit in things started. You know, and right. also just coming to America, like coming to boarding school as well. Like I came to a boarding school in Connecticut, like in the middle of nowhere Connecticut, like white boarding school. And there was also mm-hmm. all those like micro microaggressions. Um, you know, like I'm not even to- having
0: where to do your hair.
1: Exactly. And also like, you know, I was I was denied, I had to prove myself so many times in that school, like just to get into AP classes. You know, because I was like, oh, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're coming from you're coming from Africa. Like, can you handle the curriculum coming? So it kind of like, you know, I started to like doubt myself in terms of like my academics, um, even like, in terms of like my beauty, because in that school, the school I went to, like black girls didn't get like asked, you know, I was coming from like, you know, being in Nigeria, like I was always, oh, the girl who had this boyfriend and that boyfriend. And I came to this school and black girls were like in that school like you you, you just you just were at the bottom of the dating pool so like nobody will ask you to prom no one will date you like, you know those those things like I, I just I started to like take all those identities and become like like to shrink instead mm. of you know so I wasn't myself anymore like I became less confident more angry <laughs> more sad <laughs> wow yeah, so that, that was, is crazy i was dealing with at that time i don't think you could relate because you were coming from nigeria and you had never like um no those, i those situations.
0: no I, and i and I, and I, and, I, and i i hear you but this is not even to say that i couldn't relate i would say that i didn't know about it remember because we've not been talking for many years we finally talk and in one conversation you're not going to open up about everything right so there was there was also the thing where there was a lot that we didn't know like you know at some point you just know you know this person or this is my supposed friend but you don't know their day-to-day right and there's something you said to me later on which is you're like oh you know we're not involved in our lives anyway that was when she tried to come back into my life um this was 2019 <laughs> I'm forced that way but, <laughs> but but yeah so we weren't involved in our lives anyway but but something that I will say was radically different from in our experiences was remember that in the school that I was and again this is this is God this is just you know how it was I'm not I'm not even being proud about this but I had graduated like at the top of my class I remember the last year I don't even know how it happened but I had actually let's say it was God but I, I, I was best in physics, best in, no, not physics, that was Kingsley. I was best in biology, chemistry, um, maybe like three or two or others. I think it was five overall best in those subjects. So coming at a point where like, and then I was also, you know, I was also the head girl. So there was a lot of yeah. confidence. There was a lot of like everybody telling you that you're going to succeed in life people giving you opportunities, people giving me opportunities. And then I only applied to one school, which was Penn State, and I got into that one school. So, and then around the same time, I started to listen to Pastor Chris, who told me I can have anything I want and do anything I want if I have faith. So, like, my self-confidence, my identity was at its peak then. Yeah. because like yeah so by then i'm listening to all these messages about pastor chris and the higher life the holy spirit in you you can never fail i can never be broke like this was what was bombarding (laughs) my mind at that time and then there you are like dealing with also of course like there was there was very little like crossover like you know we just sort of talked and and left it at that and i remember like after you know even during that period like we would just call maybe on a random once day, a like very spaced out, once in a while. And we will talk for like three hours. But there was always something, you know. And then we will talk there for three hours. There was always something to this... talk
1: about. Like, there was. Always just flowed, you know.
0: Yeah. And we, we had the same interest. And even when we didn't have the same interest, we had the same sort of ideology about life right. like we laughed about the same things you know we were smarter than everybody else anyways so, <laughs> so you know we're just like you know hey genius hi genius and, and that was exactly was. and <laughs> then yeah and, and then you ghosted me
1: okay which, which point are we talking about <laughs> like, like <laughs> because... <laughs> So,
0: so we're talking about okay. post-U.S., post um, getting into BU. And then I think by then you had to move back to Nigeria. And, I, you know, we have like a few more minutes. But, yeah, I'd like to talk about that, like what that was for you like and how that affected even relationships in your life too, right? So you moved back to Nigeria. So I was aware that you moved back, but I had no idea. You sort of, I think you sort of went for summer and then you just didn't come back for an extended period of time. I don't know if that's what it was, but that's how I recall it. And but but I never knew the extent or what actually happened until 2019 when you came over to my room and we sat down and we talked that day. We're supposed to go out for brunch, but we just end up talking the whole day. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that was where that was at for me, where like and even when you were in Nigeria, I knew I knew you were going through something. I knew you were going through a tough time, but like I would always call and check in, or not always, but we very, very spaced out. I would check in and say hi, and then for a while, like you were just gone. Didn't reply to emails. Didn't reply to text messages. Didn't reply to anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was the point. There was a point in my life. Well, two thousand and fourteen. Like things kind of just changed drastically for me and my family. Um, you know, just growing up wealthy, and all of a sudden, like. <laughs> There's crazy, like, money challenges going on. And, you know, not just challenges, but in the sense where, like, everything was gone. Like, we literally lost everything. Like, all of a sudden, you know, there's talks, like, whispering between my parents. Oh, this and that happening. Like, there was no money to pay pay for school. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, even my dad getting arrested and just different things were, were just going on um and the biggest challenge too was just was just the money like you know there's just a toll that it takes on you when like going back to school is a a problem like you know at the beginning of the semester like (laughs) you're running around with oh this office and that office and this office and that office and that was going on from my freshman year of college and I went through I went through two years and you know I didn't really have that many people that I could really like share it with because Mm you know, it was, like, you know, it was a family thing that was going on. Mm. And it was just, my family didn't really, we didn't really like, publicize it, you know. I mean, people knew, people knew because, you know, there was a here and there, yeah. It's, yeah. Not,
0: it's not the kind of thing that people would exactly. know about. <laughs> you, could, would. you can
1: kind of tell, like, okay, something going on, this car is being sold, this is being sold. I mean, wow. But I was just going through those challenges and it was actually affecting my mental health a lot, like, mm. you know, but I didn't really feel, like, I could really open up to many people about it. Yeah, because
0: it. what would opening up do, right? What would exactly. they do? Exactly. Like? You know, they would exactly. say it and...
1: Wow, this is so sad, you're going through it. And
0: then, you know, they would go on to live their own lives as they should, exactly. right? And then you're thinking, oh, but I told them and they didn't help me. I, I don't think in that case, you know, really publicizing it or, you know, confiding in people. It's just, it just helps you talk about it in that moment. It doesn't help anything, really. Right. And then in
1: 2016... So I had gone home first for the summer and I was supposed to come back to school. But um, what happened was that we had, so I had, I went through the semester. I don't think I had finished paying my bill. So when it was time to register for the fall, I wasn't able to register and the school did not allow me to come back, you know, without registering. So there was, you know, we decided there was no point of me traveling all the way to Boston because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I, I I was living in the dorms back then. So mm-hmm. I'd gone back to Boston, like, I would need a place to stay, right? So we just decided, you know, it was taking a while. We just decided to take a leave of absence. So, um, and that kind of thing is always tough. Like, you have to explain to people, like, why are you taking a leave of absence? Oh, it's money, mm-hmm. like, you know? <laughs> so a lot And then of the time, you also like, have
0: to experience the leave of absence.
1: Exactly. So it was, just, it was a really tough time for me because, like, just watching my, my friends move on, you know mm. go on, take their classes, and I was just I felt like I was stuck in the same place. I'm not mm. even stuck in a, in a conducive environment like you know I was stuck in a house where like <laughs> it was just like you know not really fun times, not really happy times like just you know like just pain, like just misery mm. <laughs> and, you know, so I didn't really like keep in touch with that with my friends I, I think the first semester. I kept in touch with my friends. Like, yeah, I'm coming back next semester. Everything will be fine. You know, it was just a little hitch in the in, you know in my path. Mm. Then by January, January came and the bill was still not paid. Mm. I think that was when I boosted. You know, I was just, I just didn't see. want to, want to go to another period of explaining. Like, oh, because mm. people be people be texting me. When are you coming back? Are you coming back this semester? Or oh, let's let's people know my friends. Oh, let's make plans for spring break. This and that, and I just couldn't like tell them like. Yeah, like, let's, <laughs> let's let's go to Aspen. I, my friends were literally making me a plan to go to Cancun for spring break, and I wasn't even wow. sure yet that I was coming back. Right. You know, so I ghosted. I just stopped responding to everybody's messages. But but
0: do you? Do, can I ask you a question now? In retrospect, and you know, res- respectfully, do you feel like during that time you could have processed things better had you known better? Or do you think that it was impossible to, to be happy through that?
1: Um, to be honest, I think that as time went by, because I was there for quite a while, right. I think as time went by, I learned. I started to learn, right? Mm. Like you know, that was a time where I really encountered God for myself, because you know.
0: Yes, and then we began to reconnect on that God thing, cause. I think by 2016 or 2017, I started to do the podcast, and you would email me about Bible plans, and you were reading the Bible in one year, and, you know, things started Mm -hmm. to change
1: upstairs, but yeah, go go on. Yeah, so I think at first, it was just that whole, why God, why, like, what is this, like, you know, what, what is this nonsense, like, I'm just going to go out and do this and do that, and, like, the first, I think the first semester I was home, like, all I was doing was going out with different people, like, I, at that time was the time I was really like getting mixed up into like a really bad crowd in Abuja. Like <laughs> my dad mm. says that my the way my dad talks about it. He says that you know God really saved me because I <laughs> I got involved into like you know certain certain bad you know
0: things people, that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah,
1: right in Abuja because I was like why like God like you know why, Um mm. but then as time went by you know I um I decided that you know what. Let me actually get to know God for myself. Like, let me just give Him a chance and let Him, let Him just teach me in this time. Let Him show me what it is. Like, what is what God? What is the reason? Like, you know, what's the reason why I'm in this situation right now? And mm-hmm. that's when I decided to start getting to know, getting to study the Bible for myself. You know, because I mean, I, I grew up Christian, but over yeah. the years, like, I don't think my relationship with God was, especially process. when I when I moved exactly when I moved to America. You know, like, I don't think with god was very strong at that point right so i kind of mm. especially when things started going um things started getting tough in my family like i started i literally was just moving away from god because i was just of the mindset like why is god allowing this happening to happen to me
0: so mm. but, but you know something chamaka i think another thing that maybe may have played a factor in that was your parents faith like i can imagine going through yes. all these things and then you hear your dad praying in tongues or you hear your mom worshiping and singing and still praying despite everything like did that ever draw to your mind like okay why are they doing this and then okay maybe i should check in and see what's going on with this god thing
1: yeah because my parents honestly it's really dumb because they really i think my parents were so overwhelmed that they didn't know what else to do but hold mm. on to god because I feel like if they didn't, <laughs> if they didn't hold on to God, I don't know where my family would be right now. It's like they had no other option because I'm not even really going into into much detail, right? Because you know, I feel like that's a story that my dad will tell, you know. But um, they, I think my parents were in a place where they had no other option but to hold on mm. to God. So they, would, so sometimes like when things would happen, and I at like on the days when I would have to reach out to my school and say, "Oh, I'm not coming back." So they'll they'll be the ones encouraging me, like, you know, all things are working out for our good, you know. But then God will
0: be the one encouraging them because I'm sure it must not be easy to like look your child in the eyes and tell your child whom you've provided for all your life and say, I can't do this for you. Like, I can't send you to school. You're going to have to call your school and tell your school that you can't come back. And then, like, even the mental stability
1: to do that, like, it's only God that can comfort you, you know. Yeah, because they would always tell us like you know no matter like seeing you guys here like is the most painful thing we can ever deal with you know my dad would just be in his room all day listening to kenneth hagen messages on faith all day Mm. like that's literally all he used to do all day you know because Mm. he would just be so sad seeing us around you know so my parents like they always encouraged us and you know they they put us through like they they didn't they literally didn't let let us slip away like they monitored us you know every day we started a tradition as a family where like we would come together and we would take communion every single night and then we had this favor this faith confession that we would say and they would gather oh. us every single night and we would just mm-hmm. make confessions about ourselves and you know, our lives and all that god is doing. we just pray together as a family worship like, we did that every night for two years every single aren't night aren't
0: you aren't you now living in the reality of those prayers
1: exactly and i just think That's about true. all that time like things could be could have been so like the devil really really came for my family like the the story would have been that we moved back to the village to be honest Mm. (laughs) but god honestly like he Mm. really saw us through because even as things were challenged it was so challenging like the provision that he made like even just keeping us strong mentally as a family that's true you know like keeping my parents together you know, as a couple, <laughs> like yeah.
0: I mean, you you know, this is the kind of thing that makes men commit suicide. Like how many that
1: one time that he was he was in his room and the devil told him ah go kill yourself look at your yep. your your, your, children, your children, you know your children are here. are you are you even a man? He told right. That, that, that happened to him and he. Yep, yep. Most
0: men when they when they when they get to a point where they've lost everything. They're like, okay, this is it. I can't face the world. I'm done. The devil tells them they get a gun or they jump into the water or they jump from a building and that's it. And forgot to like, I mean, so many layers to this testimony, but I'm just, wow.
1: Exactly. So my parents really just kept me grounded. And, you know, as, you know, as I saw their faith, like, you know, I kind of wanted to tap in. I guess I was like, okay, let me, let me really see, like, for myself totally tapping for myself right mm. and that was when it was that was 2017 i think it was the beginning of january i decided that okay i'm gonna give this a try this year and i'm gonna get to know god for my own self um, and that's when my relationship with god started to progress and i started to like get stronger mentally um mm. you know because it wasn't even until 2018 that i finally got to come back and even coming back <laughs> more challenges but um, I think that, you know, that decision I made at that time really just shaped my life into what it, it is today. Mm. Because, you know, it really gave me the faith to even come back at all. That's true. You know, so I think my mm-hmm. parents were very like they were really the pillars that really just like propelled me into like, you know, getting stronger in my relationship with God and really just discovering God for myself. Um, I think if they, if they didn't have the faith, <laughs> I don't know where the rest of us would be because, you know, they really just held on. They held on strong for us. They
0: really did. Mm, that's amazing. I feel like this got serious, like, so quickly from, like, <laughs> joking around about many things. But, again, that's that's what conversations with Ricky looks like. You know, we go from deep to, like, almost crying to, like, laughing again Change the fact that you ghosted your
1: friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna apologize about that. To be
0: honest, <laughs> um, I don't think that you. I don't think that you have to. I don't think that you have to. You know, um, but, and that's that's also like something. That's also something that is so tricky because I feel like I've not really been ghosted twi- much in my life. Just twice. I've been ghosted twice. Um, but those really left an impression on me and it taught me a lot about people that for instance like it's, I don't know have you ever been ghosted Chimaka?
1: I have once and it actually really hurt
0: me <laughs> I think, no I've been ghosted I've been, ghost- I've been ghosted me. three times really? I've been ghosted three times and number one about being ghosted is that it's never really about you yeah. it's about them Right. Like for someone to actually ghost you, something about them is not okay. They're going through something. They're, you know, they're in a place that they're unhappy. They feel like communication is too stressful at that point. It's really about them. It's not about you. So I think that's what I've learned about ghosting. And then the second unfortunate thing that I've learned about ghosting is like, so I feel like now if someone ghosted me, like, I would do better. And in fact, the last time that someone ghosted me, I actually did better by praying. I think you probably know what I'm talking about. But like praying for the person, like praying for them to come out of that place Um, because I've seen that happen. Um, So I know better now, like when someone ghosts people, like if you're going through where someone has ghosted you, um, unless it's like those weird relationships where he took all your money and ghosted, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) about, (laughs) You know, I'm talking about like real friendship, connection, and then all of a sudden they they stop talking to you. They're not bad people. They're not necessarily bad people. They're just going through something. But then the second most important thing I learned about ghosting is that the relationship never returns the same way
1: yeah i i experienced that
0: <laughs> so how was that for years? speak about that
1: yeah because i actually had another friend who, who was like my closest friend BU, at that time and i also ghosted on her i don't mm. think i really ever really recovered since mm. then because she kind of like met other people in that time you know and i just missed a lot like by the time i came back it's like okay now i have to start catching you up on the past three months and, and there's no I was, time i was Exactly. And you just missed a lot. But but I don't think think that's
0: why that I don't think that's why the relationship doesn't progress. There's a hurt,
1: right? You come back there's a
0: hurt. It's like there's a yeah, it's not even that. I think it's like worried about you. It's it's that it's a combination of anger. Okay, so when someone ghosts you, right? These are the processes you go through. Oh my god, are they okay? Yeah. what's happening with this person, then somehow you realize they're alive, okay, because then I think you would resurface on Twitter, and go back again,
1: <laughs> Me? I don't so, never came back, no, I was off great really? for three months, I oh
0: yeah, but you remember, oh man, remember when you were a Twitter warrior,
1: oh god,
0: oh god, oh no, that was like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah that was. It, it was so <laughs> weird, like you were, you were quite... I ugly. used to
1: fight people on Twitter, bro. You
0: used to fight people. So- I used to
1: trend. <laughs> <laughs> like, my tweets would actually blow up. And I'm you, should, you,
0: should, you should come back. You should come back. You never came back to Twitter. What happened with that? Because I remember, like, I would see you, like, fighting on Twitter, and I like, cringe so much, like... <laughs> how are so you in 2018
1: so, so, the holy spirit told me to oh, God, you get off this app because you're too angry you <laughs> up,
0: right? yeah no you were so angry He and go. Me, it was cringe because like yeah you were so everything was prickly like you were <laughs> no nah, that's crazy Your worry. again the real friendships they stand the test of <laughs> they stand the test of time and like seeing your friend be a twitter warrior and all that but yeah back to ghosting i think i think you go through the process of like oh are they okay then you find out that okay maybe somehow you find out that okay right and then you realize then it's anger like why are they doing this then it's like back to men i actually miss them and you're angry because you miss them but you do miss them and then it's like back to anger and then suddenly like after a while you forget about them you don't even think about them and when they resurface it's like i don't trust you anymore I think for me, that's what it was. It's like, and, and it was, it, you, you could tell, like, I think it was that, okay, we, you know, I'm happy you're good. I'm just so sad, everything that has gone. The way, the first question people always asked like, why didn't you tell me? Did you get that? Did you get like, oh, why didn't you tell me? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I could have been there for you you know, if you had, I feel like if you had told me, I could have been praying with you, because you used to talk to me about your Bible plan, and how that was tough for you, and I would encourage you, and then all of a sudden, I think it just, that was it, right, but I think that, yeah, so it was like, it's just the broken trust and it's like you don't want to go through that again and so without knowing you shrink back when the person comes it's like it's like an abuser like someone that has been abused so much like every time they slap you they slap you they slap you and someone could just raise up their hand to maybe want to stroke your hair and then you you know you you go back a little bit because of that abuse and so i think that's that's really what that was so we had to sort of navigate that because when you came back like it was like oh you know I'm back and oh, I mean, I feel like especially
1: and... you. You weren't like when I came back. You were kind of, you were very like off, like standoffish. Like you weren't really interested in. It was almost like you weren't interested in reconnecting. I guess you were really hurt.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think it's that I was really hurt. I think that we were just at different places in our lives. So you were back and ready to reconnect, but I'd, I'd moved on my life. So for mm-hmm. me, I couldn't understand why you wanted more. Because we had been for so long, you did want more. It wasn't that. It wasn't, it wasn't anything. You actually wanted more. Because it had been that for so long, we just talk once in two months. No, no. Once in four five months. Once in six months. Maybe twice a year. Maybe on our birthday. Maybe we would make a post. Or maybe we would send an... It was just, that was it for a good amount of the 14 years and so you coming back and realizing I'm back and also by then too I guess you also wanted Christian influences I was very vocal about my faith I still am and so you know and I was also open to so I would talk but then it was always surface level but you wanted deeper and for me or you wanted like you know the closeness that you know you wanted a new closeness because I think the issue was a lot of our friendship was built on history
1: yeah, I think I was somebody who I could like open up to. Like I was, I, was kind of, I was kind of searching for that relationship and I felt like you weren't, like you didn't really, I think that was the time I where I, I would say things like, oh, you don't really listen to me when I talk, you know. I think that was the time where I felt like you weren't really pushing for that deepness I wanted. Like I think I was reaching out for somebody who I could yeah. like be close to in that time. Like someone I could open up to, someone I could trust. And I wanted you to be that person but you weren't really like reaching back.
0: I wasn't, no, I wasn't, I wasn't. Because
1: yeah, why, why, why wasn't I
0: like, why was, I think it didn't, I think I think that for so long we had been a certain type of way and it. I didn't feel the need that we, we needed to be more. So it was, if it's fair yeah. to say that it, for you, you wanted more of a friend and for me, I think I had that already,
1: and I didn't need that. Exactly, I think I was the place in my life where I just needed that, and I was just reaching out for someone. And then you, you—I think you already had like friends, and you were, you were you were in a different place than I was. Like I was at home, yeah. you know. I was, you know, I had missed out like on two years of my life, and then you were, you know, you graduated you start your master's and you, just, you had new friends you had you you were in blw by then right it was just different
0: yeah and so i think eventually when you came back we met for the first time in 10 was it 10 years nine years 10 years right ten years, we went for yeah. the first time in 10 years how was that for you um now this is all the process back to reconnection because since then we've been much cooler than we were all this time. But yeah, how was that for you?
1: I think that was like I felt like that that meeting was right exactly when it needed to happen because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's funny because I had been in we had been in the US together for so many years and we had never made any effort to see none
0: each other. right like zero, zero
1: effort. <laughs> But All of a <laughs> sudden, like. I think I just, you know, it was almost like the Holy Spirit orchestrated for us to meet at that time. Yeah. Because of the, you know, the way that our lives would take shape afterwards. Um, right. So it, I think it just felt like it was just meant to happen, and I, you know, from then on, like things just spiraled. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. Say, I do like... Spiraled. I don't know if spiraled is the
0: right <laughs> word. Just, oh yeah, maybe not the right word,
1: but I think things just took shape. Blossom. Blossomed, yeah yeah Afterwards, i
0: you know what i think i think then you know um i think it was a meeting that god ordained because i don't even remember like there was no too much effort to it like yeah, you just like, happened, I just happened to, to be in new jersey new jersey yeah and then new jersey is like what like 30 minutes like away yeah King. and then yeah you took a train and you came and it was literally that easy like you know if you've had to Mm -hmm. meet up with someone before, sometimes you know how difficult that can be. Um, But it worked, but it was nice seeing you like, cause for for so long when I, when I saw you, I realized how much you were such an imaginary person to me.
1: I know. It was like, our relationship was so different. It was
0: like, I didn't. So the first thing that caught me off guard was like you talking with your hands. And I just, I'm like, I was blown because I'm like, wait, I, I didn't know you talked to your hands, but then I realized, there's no way I would have known that you talked to right. your hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, just noticing all those mannerisms. Exactly. The way you walk. Noticing the way that I bump into you on the sidewalk. Oh my goodness. Like <laughs> <laughs> so you don't... can't walk in a straight line.
0: You still can't walk in a straight line. Like, you don't skip anymore, but you keep bumping into me and like, uh, yeah, seeing, seeing all that was nice and refreshing. I think that day we went, went to get Thai food, and I picked yeah, you up from yeah. the train, but you were so was it, were you tired? I think you were. No, it was I, I was the one who was tired. I actually was yeah, the one who was
1: tired. Work.
0: I, yeah, because I just come from work, long day, that was a Friday, and then when on Saturday we were supposed to go get brunch, I was we supposed to meet up with another friend, Um, but yeah, that was when we actually sat down and talked about everything and you know you explained everything that was going on and you know that, that I think that's a weekend that God ordained because eventually like I think your your spirit your soul was just crying out for more for God more, yeah more you know and I think that for me that's all I thought that I had to offer then like oh and, and I think you know you also probably saw somebody that's Maybe seemed happy or joyful, or had something, had a sort of like a confidence, a stability, yeah. and that was also something that I, you know, that we talked about earlier on, where when we would speak, like I could tell that confidence was gone, you know, the that excitement, and so. I think that, you know, us meeting together and then you eventually came for Thai Conference. You're now part of BLW. And, you know, and when I think about it, like if you hadn't come that day when you came, like if you had come in the summer, Thai Conference would have been over. And so we ended up seeing in like, was it January? I think it was January.
1: We saw in January. It was was before I went back to school.
0: Yeah, it was was January. Then we saw in April again. Um, No, in March. In March March, was Thai Conference and then everything else is history, like, um, you know, we're in the same church, and I think, first of all, if we're not in the same church, we would not be this close, because it would have been difficult, I think we would have been some, we would have been in some version of close that we've been throughout the years, where it's like, oh, that's my friend, we're cool, that kind of thing, but you know, being in BLW and then working together in Rhapsody Club gave us the opportunity to now talk every single, every single day. day <laughs> until we get to, yeah. And we yeah, fellowship with each other, right. build each
1: other, go through different,
0: go through different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 it's been it's been amazing. I think that for me, the most rewarding thing has to has been to see you really flourish and get, like, and just be this awesome person that you are, like, you know, I really enjoy watching you win, you know, yeah. That's that for me. And then also, go on.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, when I, when I I think when I, when we connected, like, one thing I really admired about you at that point was your relationship with God. Mm. I think that was one thing that was really drawing me to you, like, in terms of, like, oh, I want to get closer to this person, because you just had it, you had, you had a blog back then, and you were very vocal about your relationship, very confident, you know, you would always say all these things, like, oh, you know, I can never be, I, I, I can never be this advantage, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm up, up, and I'm just like, I was like, hmm, how would she say, how would she say these things, and, you know, I really, it really drew me to you, and, you know, that opportunity, when we, when we came together in your house that day, I think you held my hand, like, I was at your closet and you held my hand, you're like, you hey, know, let's pray and, mm. you know, that prayer, it was kind of like an answer to the cries mm. like, you know, in my heart back mm. back then, you know, I think you prayed and you just prayed that, you know, whatever it is that I'm designed from God, like, you know, that he's he's going to give it to me, like, he's opening up that that depth for more, Wow. Um, so, yeah, that was, you know, so I think over the years, like, you know, just coming into BLW and working with, with you in know, Rhapsody Club, it was just literally, like, an answer to the prayers. Because at that time, I was literally looking for more. Like, I wanted to serve God. Serve yeah, God, you're so looking like... for, like, an anchor. Because mm-hmm. 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 I, I had spent the past couple of years getting to know God for myself. But, like, okay, now, like, what, what next? Like, what do I do with this information? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you really helped me, like, coming to that place you know like even bringing me to thai conference and then getting me pulling me into rhapsody immediately after mm. right yeah like, that changed yeah that helped yeah because we became rhapsody club team me Patrick literally Angel, um, and jennifer and halima
0: I like one or two, yeah og team
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and we would just, like, work together and do, like, trailblazing stuff. Like, we're, we're like, on the cutting edge of tech and ministry. <laughs> <laughs> to be um, honest,
1: like, I literally learned everything I knew about social media, content creation, even gender, how to make Canva designs, like, everything. <laughs> from yeah, Rachel, come, yeah, I had I, to, like, go, I, I Google, like, oh, how to do this. <laughs>
0: and, and do it. And, you know, when, when I think about that, I, I miss that, chamaka I miss that me. I I, I miss that. I miss that me because I was so hungry. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not to say that I'm not hungry. I'm just hungry about different things. But I was so, I was so hungry. And I was so like, you couldn't tell me that it wasn't the best idea in the world. Like you couldn't tell me that Rhapsody was not the best thing. Rhapsody Club was not the best thing that happened to the world. In my opinion, that was what the world needed. You know, and it was just such an amazing time. I, I, loved, I loved that time of being shielded, not seeing the future, not seeing what it would be, but just having hope and faith and working at it yeah. every day, like, I had no other responsibility except that, and exactly. I think that sort of shut me up, it brought, it brought out so many skills, how I related with people, um, it brought out so much, my understanding of God's word, you know, skyrocketed Then my ability to communicate, that was when I was discovering, just yeah. in serving God, and that obviously, the, you know, when the, the 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 reward for good work is more work, and so that work helped me to like grow and do other things in different other sectors around ministry, and even you know, even leading a team for the first time, like that's the first project management anything that I ever did. Like it was a it was a it was a production every single day, and we had to come up with content. Every we had day. to it was, was it was a lot it was a lot and you know again I always say that like so many things I learned about friendship working with people I learned from making mistakes with you and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to make mistakes with someone that actually just likes me for me
1: right so um I know because I that year it was one of our challenges was like separating Okay, are we talking about Rhapsody Club or is this our? Friends? Oh,
0: are we being friends? I mean, yeah,
1: because otherwise, because
0: yeah, uh, it got
1: it got it got very sticky.
0: Yeah, because in Rhapsody Club there's a hierarchy, right? You report to me,
1: right. <laughs> but know, then in our right.
0: friendship it was like, oh, we're friends, <laughs> and then for, and, and then I'm saying something like, oh, but you're trying to act like you know better than me. I'm like, no, but I do know better than you in this one. <laughs> oh man and, and yeah. we're such strong personalities and so arguments is long if we really want to argue i think we I just agree. avoid arguing right is it that we avoid arguing or we've grown past arguing what, what is it now
1: i think we've grown past it because there was a period in our lives i think 2019 to we, early could, 20, we argued every we single could, day every day like every time every we talked on day. the phone it was an argument we argued yeah. <laughs> we literally argued all day <laughs>
0: and we could argue about multiple things while arguing the same argument
1: (laughs) yep i remember the time we we flew together from philly to houston oh man that in the airport that day that conversation
0: (laughs) oh my goodness do you remember the time you came to my house and we literally argued and yelled at each other on the bed yes (laughs) oh my goodness
1: that night it was really always argue.
0: something with you it was always something with you <laughs> i think it was
1: always some silly some silly thing um, but it's just like we just couldn't not argue we are always arguing
0: but then why did we engage like i now that i think about it there's a sort of madness that makes you argue and still call the person and argue and then just call <laughs> the person again and argue and just do you think <laughs> Do you think, because this is no exaggeration, we actually argued
1: every single day for oh, more. Every single day. Yeah,
0: so do you yeah. think it was like, the benefit of talking to this person that she's your friend outweighed the possibility that you would argue? Or do you think it's sort of like a sense of codependency or madness?
1: I feel like it might have been a sense of, codepend- <laughs> of madness. Yeah. Because a lot of our argument was about our friendship at that time. Like, yeah. I think... You know our friendship had taken a new turn like that was when we really really like got close you yeah know, that was together. when we started we to, to know love. each other oh. exactly that was the first time that for the first time in so many years we started to get to know each other and we realized that we communicated very different. oh my you know, goodness that, that was would say that would just yes. drive me nuts <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you wouldn't let go like I mean, you don't know how yeah. to you don't know how to just like mm, okay
1: and let go no you had to like uh yes i had to drive my point home like <laughs> and you be like well i don't think it's that deep i don't see why you're i don't see why you're upset like you know you, you're too you're too you know all you american children you're too
0: <laughs> you guys <laughs> that, that does sound so, like
1: me yeah <laughs> so yeah. you're like oh you guys take things too seriously but like in you know, some aspects of like our communication, like we just couldn't communicate in a language that each other understood. Like, I you, know, think you, wanted, you, wanted, you wanted me to be there for you in a certain way, like you know, to you know. I think you had just had a friendship where you guys talked every day, and like that was kind of what you know friendship was to you. And for yeah. me, I was like, yeah. I was still going through a lot of challenges. Like I was, that was when I was living in my it's, true. Brother, it's true. brother-in-law's mom's house, and you know, <laughs> it's true
0: that was, was that's <laughs> not that's not possible.
1: That's exactly, not like yeah. Yeah. And I was, you know, that was also a time where I was also not in school. Like, it yeah, just, you know, it was
0: tough. To yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think and I think that that that's something that I, that's something I've had pri- the privilege of, like I would say, I've had an easy life. And mm-hmm. someone listening could say, "Oh, but again, these are the things that I said that made you want say how could you say that?'" No, but I've had it tremendously. <sighs> no, no, it's true. Life has not been without its challenges. I do have challenges, but it's been easy. And I think God is the factor for that. You know, my, my name, Ogen is literally a testimony. It means God has done well for me. And when I think about my life, like that's what it has been because, you know, it, <laughs> there are challenges, right? But God has always, me and i think that we were at different points so i was done with my masters i was doing my master's sort of finishing my master's that's a very different set of problems from not being able to get back to school while being at arm's length from school that's a different with having housing issues and me you know talking on so i would have a nice day or stressful day at work and i'm coming back Mm -hmm. to you know call chamaka, talk about whatever Whereas you are worrying about, okay, I need to move on with my life. This place that I'm living, I need to be living somewhere else. Like those issues. And it's like, you can't, when you're going through that, you, but I didn't know this then. And that's why I say like a lot of the mistakes that I made, I had the privilege to make with you because Mm -hmm. I was coming from a simplistic life view. And in a way, I think I still do, but I think the Holy Spirit helps me because that's privilege to be able to your only problem is that you had a busy day at work and exactly. your, your your yeah your greatest challenges and ministry challenges of how to reach more and more people whereas someone has immediate housing challenges someone has challenges of oh i have this goal that i'm yet to reach and you the person can't be there for you because they need to be there for themselves like they need to stand right so mm-hmm. i think i think a lot of it stemmed from that and also stemmed from like communication differences because for me yeah quality time is my love language and the way that i've enjoyed quality time with people that are not directly with me is via phone calls and long ones at that
1: right
0: you know um, i don't think but- i
1: just i don't think i had you didn't have
0: the bandwidth yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just didn't have the bandwidth it was not something that interested you very much um and yeah we. i guess i couldn't come to terms with oh how can you say you want to be involved in my life and you want to be my friend and you want to be close but you don't want to do these things right but i think i think i've grown and we've, we've both grown actually and there was something I feel like was such a turning point in our, in our relationship, in our friendship, you know, there was something that was such a turning point, And I think that was really by the Holy spirit. And I think ever since then, you know, it's been, it's really been an improvement, you know, one, you know, so I was reading an article before we joined on and it talked about how that. you know, let me actually quote, it's an article by Julie Beck, I believe. Yeah. It's an article by Julie Beck um, and it's titled, it's something how friendships change in adulthood. And she talked about how that in the hierarchy of relationships, friendships are at the bottom. Romantic partners, parents, children, all these come first, you know? And that's the truth for many relationships, right? Friendships are at the very um, bottom of the pool. And so people don't really spend time like, you know, actually learning how to be good friends, right? Most people are friends of, you know, utility. And I think that, you know, um, we, we, we sort of learned how to really communicate. And with those other relationships, right, there's a premise that, okay, you're my mother, you're my father, you care about me, ideally. You're my brother, you're my sister, you care about me and you're there for me. But friends have to prove it Mm, time and time and time again whereas your your siblings they're just there for you and that's all they know that's the programming but we're not programmed to to uh, to just be there for our friends we're programmed to be there when it serves us it's true because i also realized you know something I realized and Chamaka? This is something that I came to the conclusion and why I never wanted challenges and I never wanted to not have to have challenges that, that were debilitating. Because I realized people don't want you and your challenges. People just want you. Yeah. The minute you come with stories, the minute you come with challenges, they'll listen to you for the first few. And then most people will be like, oh man, that's such a terrible thing that you're going through. Wow. I hope yeah. you figure it out. Exactly, there are very few people that will actually stick with you, pray with you, fight with you, look for options, look for solutions, and actually stand with Mm -hmm. you. And just that's not the place that friendships take. When things are affected, you stand with your spouse. You stand with your parents. Your friends can't say bye bye. You
1: know. So I think I think. Huh? Only the few.
0: Yeah, only, yeah. And so I think that for us, one thing that really changed was the conversation we had in the car in Houston, you know, where we actually said, okay, you know what? It doesn't matter what it is. Like, I actually care about you and I'm never going to actually do anything knowingly and willingly to hurt you. And I think you said the same thing. I feel like that trust meant that even when we had disagreements and do have disagreements, it's not coming from the person's innate distrust for you or something like there's already like a grounding of trust and acceptance and it's like okay where is this issue coming from where is this problem coming from as opposed to wait does this person like me are they being shady are they being mean are they trying to belittle me And, and for us it was like well it's none of those things if it ever appears that way think of it as a glitch think of it as a Problem of communication, but that that's never the case. And I think,
1: yeah, that that conversation really changed our relationship because I think, you know, in the past we, I, I think since then we haven't really like argued.
0: No, we did. haven't. Because in, in the past
1: I would I would spend time after the things you after our conversations like thinking, hmm, she said this in this way, in that way, like what does it mean? Like you know, was she trying to come from mm. me? Was she trying to come for my family? You know what I mean, like. But I don't think mm. I have those thoughts anymore. Like, you can say yeah. something, I was like, oh, that's that's just the way Ricky is, like, hating, like, you know, she's. <laughs> always... <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Good point. But I think
1: that conversation we had in Houston, like, just establishing the foundation, like, you know, yeah. in our relationship, we love each other. We, we both want the best for each other. We love each other. There's no, like, yeah. um ill ill feelings or anything you know so everything else is just communication i think that really just changed the dynamics of our relationship i
0: i I think it did i think it did um yeah it definitely did and 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 for me too i don't know if i ever brought this up with you but this is funny there was something that happened recently in august during my birthday and i was trying to do something for my birthday and i was messaging you did i tell you oh yeah definitely gave like bad vibes. Yeah, so it was like, I was messing about something, i like, oh, yeah, it's too, it's too much, it's over the top. I'm like, okay, you're not paying for it. I'm paying for it. Okay, no, but I just think it's a waste of time. Da, da, da. And I'm like, you know what? This is not about me at this point. And back to those foundational things, you are not saying this to hurt me. You're saying it because you think it's the best way for me to save money. But you don't realize that it's coming off as you trying to put my plans down when I planned to do something and do it in a lavish way. And so I just took it as that. And I never, like, I didn't hold it. I just thought that that was an interesting um, exchange. But, like, that never blew up into a fight. That never blew up into anything. Whereas maybe in the past it would have been like, oh, does she secretly hate me? Is she, she an enemy of progress? You know, that kind of thing. Like So I think for us, we never, like, just laying those foundations really sort of helped us navigate. And I think that, you know, even in the last one year and everything, I don't even want to go into that because that's so long, but, you know, ideological differences, um, you know, with everything that happened with COVID and like, we still stayed friends, you know, sometimes we understood that, okay, you know what, I'm talking about this today and know I'll be like can't you understand what I'm saying like nope how can you see nope. this way <laughs> <laughs> yep. so but, but yeah we stayed we stayed friends through all that because you know basically and that's something that you know I love about you and it's so refreshing is that I can genuinely see that you're an amazing person that actually does really care about you know me and you're there to help and so yeah I hold you in a lot in high regard a lot you know I think that you're one of the most brilliant people I've ever met one of the most brilliant people that there is frankly speaking and that yeah you're super creative
1: yeah. well I think the same about you to be honest like you know I I just like how you know our relationship produces a lot like you know, we mm. come together we talk and it's like magic happens like you know it like, is like yo. Kind of we don't work together that much anymore um, I, I mean i've been
0: inviting you but let's not talk about that now <laughs> <laughs> but we literally we that team we're actually that oh, yeah. team i feel like, like if I we're if, on,
1: on the same, if we're yeah, like the only, same cell
0: in <laughs> the same space the same church now bruh <laughs>
1: I'm sorry and but it's it's all like, over for
0: everyone <laughs> and and I feel like when we're in our creative space there's so much unsaid things that we don't have to like we, we get it like you get it like we don't have to explain yeah. to each other and we have yeah. we both have taste for quality taste for good yeah. things in life like we get it and you get it and that's something I love about like I would send something yeah. to you just to look at and I trust your your opinion I trust your feedback because you just get it like you know where I'm at, you know where I'm heading, you know what's up with, what's up, and that's, yeah, yeah. we do make magic, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I'm ever in a place where I need ideas, I just come to you, like, that's, that's, you're the first person I always think of. If I have an idea, and I'm trying to, like, bring up cracks in the idea, you're the person I come mm-hmm. to, because I know yeah, that you so, don't get
1: it,
0: you know, so, so that's, just like that's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad sort of, you know, God reconnected us, and I think back, and I just think, like, just unlikely situations, we came to the same school, and something beautiful, and God has used, really, this friendship for the kingdom, because, you know, we yeah. still be doing things, we still be connecting people, we've, we've had times where we've prayed for people, we've prophesied into people, like, mm-hmm. that intimacy that comes with prayer is just, Yeah it's everything and we've fought we've fought things we've we've won we've seen testimonies um nah so
1: too much oh yeah definitely it's 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 a god-ordained friendship um and i think that's what has kept us throughout the years it's just you know god had a plan he did he did yeah And now I think we're at a place where this is kind of like one of the best places we've ever been in our friendship. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) And we're actually talking like more. I think we've
0: talked this year, like just in January, February, more than we talked last year, probably. I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're we're in a good place. I know that talking is obviously always better because clearly like when we did talk way more, it was not better. But I think that you know, even in our understanding, just mutual encouragement. And, you know, it's, it's really been, it's been
1: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So do you um, recommend me to anybody else as a good friend? No.
1: and <laughs> <laughs> I, I say no, because I don't think you have space. You don't, you you're not the kind of person who knows how to balance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you think you take the back burner? yes sure. very.
1: I selfish. think that you're the kind of person who has one person in your life that's shining mm-hmm. at every given point. But it's Why not mean? you now. <laughs> yes, it is. Who else? <laughs> okay, good for you. But it's good that, that you think that
0: I'm getting better at balancing it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. to be honest yeah you're 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 actually one of or if not the one of, one of the best friends i've ever had um Aww. i think you're you're the right person for anyone to have in their corner um because <laughs> it's the nicest you know you, you, just, you just have you're just grounded this is just something about you that's just grounded well packaged like you know you have a lot of wisdom so you're adding value at every. At every moment, at mm. every point, you know. So if you come into someone's life, like <laughs> they will, first of all, their relationship with God will thrive, their prayer mm, life yeah. will thrive. You know, you oh, will really. also like, you know, even the things about them that may not be, you know, you won't need them in the same place. Like, you know, if the person is out of school; they will, they will go. they will go back. You know, like, <laughs> you, you, you yeah. know, kind of like just bring that ground, grounding people's lives. You know, mm. and you know, you're also, you know, very giving. You know you're so, one of the people who just gives a lot like you know you're the kind of person who say like, oh lunch is on me lunches on me that kind of person is you know it's nice to have people in your life who give right mm-hmm. especially if you're a giver as well because then you oh you are like
0: you you've been you've been extremely generous to me
1: <laughs> yeah. no you have I, I think so you have
0: I mean we've been generous yeah. to each other but you know I don't expect generosity from people but you've actually right. been generous, even to the point where I feel like I owe you, and I do. I do owe you a couple of things, so I'm trying to make up for it.
1: <laughs> but also, I think one thing about you as well is that you just care deeply, yeah. you
0: know,
1: about people. Um, I'm I'm
0: changing that because uh, people 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 <laughs> stress me out. Like, I'm telling you, like <laughs> we're at such a good place. <laughs> oh my god! But I have to. I have to. No, but I think I think I do care deeply, and sometimes it's so deep like that I take it as my own thing and I'm learning that mm-hmm. um that deepness is is so, supposed to be channeled to something else I think that people are different right I, I think one thing about you was that you're willing to there's always upward mobility with you I think whereas yeah. there's some people that really maybe they don't really want to change right and so or they don't want they, they like I won't say they like it but I'll just say people are different so I'm really learning about that how to you know address that and drive that and maybe not even allow things affect me because I think things affect me deeply like if you tell me something about yourself that you're going through like it, I, I carry it with me and it becomes my yeah. thing as well so it can be good and it can
1: be also bad too yeah mm-hmm. so definitely but, I think you're yeah. a great friend and you're a great person in general so um, but anyways, I know I'm always going to be number one. Absolutely.
0: Else. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think, so, So is this? <laughs> so, um, anyway, I was going to ask about bridesmaids, but um, I think that's a given.
1: That you're my maid of honor?
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, what, now, whether I would do it or not is the answer.
1: Wow. Cause rookie be turning people down. You're like,
0: oh, <laughs> oh, no, those same people. Actually, people, yeah. No, no, but so, so here's the thing. I always like when when I see that they have a lot of sisters. I always say like, oh no, you know your sisters are there, and you know I'll be helping. now you know, that kind of thing. So, but I don't. I think I have to say yes. Like I have to see that moment for you, and I have to be such, like, I have to do that, like, I don't think I would of course
1: I know
0: you wouldn't yeah. <laughs> I don't know about nah, I don't know whether you will be my maid of honor let's be honest I don't know, we'll see you're, you're okay. still on that trial I mean, <laughs> I think, it, so So here's the thing I never think, I, I, I don't I've never thought about it, like, who would be my maid of honor the first person, though that comes to mind is Benji but she'll probably say no. So it'll have to be you. And it's not because of any special attachment. I just feel like people are different. I don't really see you as like the caring type.
1: Look at things! I'm literally self-centered.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think you're self-centered. I don't, I don't think you're super caring. <laughs> I think you're definitely going to be the bridesmaid that will be worrying about her makeup and her hair. (laughs)
1: wow that's not
0: true but I don't even mean that in a mean way because I just feel like you're you're the person that yeah I think you're the person that would like be worrying about her shoes her hair um no making sure that she has posted on the gram you know while leaving like oh another thing I love about you I think you're just such an amazing writer I love your voice when you write and my the highlight of my birthdays. One of the highlights yeah. is usually when you would make that Instagram post, or you know, if you send me an email or something like that. So I really enjoy like reading you your 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 work, your writing, because I think you just pour out your thoughts, um, so amazingly yeah. in words more than speech, really.
1: Um, that's my gift. <laughs>
0: it is. It is your gift. Like, and and we're just such we're we're words people, right? Like we just we understand words we understand what they can do and we understand like yeah communication and we read and oh i read i don't know about you these days i read (laughs) 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 ma'am but yeah Yeah. and i think just like any long-standing friendship like we have areas that we don't talk about the all that know that i'm learning to ignore um (laughs)
1: Oh, I know. Exactly you know what I'm talking about. about, it. about it. I,
0: yeah, I've I made up my mind <laughs> <laughs> that I'm so going to ignore it,
1: <laughs> and I'm doing well, and I'm just happy about it so. Yeah, because I, I brought it up the other day, and you were like, "Okay, moving on." <laughs>
0: Yo, yeah, th- do you know that was such a win for me because I, it has taken me so long to
1: get there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, yeah, you're you're top tier. I do recommend. I I although I think that it takes you a while to really open up to people, but I think that mm-hmm. you're really, really top tier as a friend.
1: Yeah, I think it does take me a while to open up to people.
0: Yeah, and you're funny. I literally like everybody likes you. I've never heard anyone actually say something bad about you. Like that's so interesting. Like everybody likes you. I think. Um, Even if they to... don't like you, they don't they don't not like you.
1: Right. Yeah, like you're like yeah.
0: yeah. You should be more controversial. You think so? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that. <laughs> but yeah, it's about to be two hours long, but this has been such an amazing right. conversation, I think, even for us. Like I enjoyed it. I don't know whether other people are just gonna be like do you yeah, think I other think people think are people do do think I... other people's reactions is gonna be? <laughs>
1: I know what what are they taking from this? Well I, I think it's I think it's it's a lot to learn. Yeah uh, I think so about cool. our journey. Yeah. I hope they enjoy it. <laughs> I hope they enjoy I, it and think... uh, and enjoy this conversation. Though. I think a lot, you know, I think we just went into another level of depth. We between, did.
0: It's kinda of yeah. deep, right? I'm thinking <laughs> like no and you know the funny thing, other other people that are my friends are going to think dang like really <laughs> <laughs> Really <laughs> does have this level of death with me. I just know that they're going to be like, ah, this is Ricky's, but it's not it's not true, guys. Ricky's best friend. <laughs> I don't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use that word. Default, my mom is my best friend. I, so so because here's why I don't use that word, mostly because of Chamaka. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to now finally agree. And then you say, oh, yeah, no, I don't really think it's me, right? You've done that to me before. I, I can't get burned
1: twice. <laughs> I, have, I have, I have. So
0: I don't use that word. And mostly not with you. But if there's anything like friends for life, you know, you always tell me, like, oh, this is a forever thing. And I do believe that. And I do agree. It is a forever thing. You know, we'll see our kids. Ah, but rapture. Anyway, even in rapture will still be cool. Okay. Yeah. But well... if we do have kids, we'll see our kids, we'll try to set them up together. <laughs> you know, I'll send them to your house for holidays and weekends.
1: I thought you said I was that friend who you would never trust with your kids because I was still no, but,
0: but your but, but your <laughs> you're evolving you're evolving so you would be the you would true. be the auntie that has a chef in her house
1: true yeah
0: <laughs> yeah you would be the auntie that has a chef in her house like you know you would you would be the auntie that like you know that would you know make sure that they're praying and reading their devotionals and like yeah I would definitely trust you with my kids I think you're evolving <laughs> great yeah, and you also be like the nice godmother. Yeah. Imagine our kids not liking each other. Ugh. I don't they
1: don't really know what you've been point. through.
0: They don't have a <laughs> like, oh, yeah, She's just my friend because my mom and her mom are friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, well I just wanted to end with this quote that I got from an article. Um, And it says, friendships that last a lifetime are those in which the balance between give and take, honesty and support, and a genuine desire for our friends' well-being are paramount. And it couldn't be truer for Chama and I. Give and take, honesty, support, and just a genuine love and just desire to see the other person progress. And I hope that you experience such in your friendships coming um it's been nice and amazing talking to you um and yeah chamaka any closing words for the, the audience
1: um get you a friend like this oh yeah.
0: love you all righty love you too love you everyone listening um till i come to you again next time this has been conversations with ricky bye
1: Bye.